Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I feel like something is wrong within our party. Tubers. Tubers and also some carrots. Tubulars. Horses love pancakes. A dwarf can love a goblin. A dwarf can love an axe, right? You've come back to haunt me again, have you? There's a lot of scary things going on. (laughs) He's not a devil. Shut up. I got a treat for everybody this morning. Zoom. Enhance. May we lie, rest, and warm. You are (laughs) out of here, sister. You had one... Bye, girl. My friends and I have been thrust by fate into the world of giants. Welcome back to Daishing, episode 54, A Shadow of Oneself. MVP this week is Greg Karavis, our friend at Ghosts on a Train, for his supportive and kind tweeting. Go check them out if you're looking for a fun podcast. 
And if you're looking for a cool podcast that discusses everything under the umbrella of D&D, check out Beholder to No One, a weekly podcast that releases every Monday hosted by our good friends Nikki and Greg. Follow them on Twitter at Beholder to No One or check out their link tree slash Beholder to No One for episodes and more. All right, should we do this? Let's do it. We've been watching some spooky movies lately. Oh, no. Tis Tis the the season. I was just going to say, tis the season. (laughs) We've been watching spooky movies for Halloween days. Yeah. Got to get in that festive spirit. Yeah, we watched The Witch. The v- v- Have you guys all seen that one? No. I'm melting. I'm melting. No, these movies are not my genre. I, I get too scared. You're a, scared of... Oh, man. There's guys. there's movies I've seen in high school that still haunt me that I'm like, when The Ring came <gasps> out, I went to see it because there was a girl I liked, and so we went, and so that was what she wanted to see. And so then it was like, Aww. ever since then, it was like, oh, looking behind me in my car that day for this like, creepy <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, no. Like, it's not my genre at all. I don't, I don't like being afraid. Mm. That's pretty cute. Horror movies are not really my genre either, and I have a bad history with horror movies movies but i am unashamed of hiding behind a blanket or harlan or (laughs) my hands or whatever whenever the spooky spooky parts come on and so i sort of surf the wave that way i feel like i don't know enough good halloween movies like i know good horror movies but to me horror doesn't necessarily mean halloween Right. True. I don't. I don't want to watch the Human Centipede ever uh, around <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. True. When do you want to watch the Human Centipede, Alex? When is that? <laughs> yeah. When is your you? discerning viewership <laughs> yeah. of the Human Centipede happening? Easter. <laughs> what is the best Halloween movie? Ooh. Charlie Brown's Pumpkin, whatever movie that with the great pumpkin. <laughs> That's a pretty good, good choice, one. Rob. Good choice. Charlie okay. Brown's Pumpkin, whatever. I don't know. To me, it depends on what you're going for. I think right. Trick or Treat is not the oh. best, but it's really seething with Halloween spirit. It feels mm. very I mean, trick or spooky. Treat. There's leaves on the ground in every scene. And to me, that is yeah. one of the things I like to watch around Halloween. Something that seethes that feeling. Donnie yeah. Darko is kind of a Halloween movie to me, honestly. Really, eh? Totally yeah, because it side. takes place in the yeah. fall. To each their own, right? Yeah, exactly. That or I, pretty much any time where a movie takes place around fall yeah. makes mm. me feel extra. Mm. <laughs> Season two of um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I remember being excited yeah. for that. Yes. You know what they do play in Stranger Things? D and D. I feel like playing some D and D right now. D and D. Yeah. Thunder cheap. Shall we get into this? Let's do it. Let's do it. So you guys are on the Evermore Way, I believe, and you just spotted a battlefield. You went and investigated, and then you saw a spooky flying castle. I turned to Jack. Jack, uh, your map. Uh, can you pull it up quick? Done. Yeah, I, Jack opens his hands and brings a minor illusion of the map up in front of us. And the cloud. It was right about here. And and Red tries to put this minor illusion on the map. The first time revealing to Jack that he actually has the spell minor illusion. And this shitty little, like, clearly cartoon cloud. Like, it's just this like black line castle. drawing. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so just appears cute. on top of it. It's got a little happy face when the oh wonky my God. eye. I love it. Um, I learned how to make wiggly pictures. 
<laughs> That's a fantastic minor illusion, Red. <laughs> what? No, it's a wiggly picture. Oh. I told you this. Oh, um, I have many thoughts right now, Red. Uh, and I've got a book you should read. Anyway, where did this... And Can you zoom it out? Uh, and I want to see if this cloud city was sort of floating away from any nearby towns or villages, or if it's on its way to any nearby towns or villages. When we got to Nightstone, remember how they talked about the cloud giants raining down boulders on all of the people? This one might either be on its way, or just from the same situation. We need to be prepared. And I'm going to give myself inspiration. <laughs> yeah, if we can sort of map its trajectory, what, what do we see? Um, Zoom! Enhance! And when you enhance my cloud, it gets pixelated. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of difficult for you to get a sense of perspective to sort of know which way that this cloud castle is traveling. All right. Well, look, we just, we should be mindful of this. There might be people who need help. When we get to a place where we can have an hour to write a letter, I will send Zephyros a letter with a picture of that castle in it and see if he can ID it for us as to whose castle it is. If anyone's going to know whose castle it is, Zephyros might, and he could send me back a letter telling me who, who it belonged to. And that would be a piece of information that could really help hey. us. Jack, now that's using your big brain. That's cool as hell. I want to give you inspiration for that, Rob. Yeah! The idea of writing to Zephyros. Do it! You've got it! Inspiration! Moolavation! Mutilation? Okay, that last one, I just mumbled over. <laughs> kind of phoned that last part in. Mutilation? <laughs> and once we know whose castle it is, we can send that information back to our contacts in Waterdeep and wherever else, and we can start coordinating what's happening with the giants. They're certainly going to want to know, but the, the fire giant's done here, and Gridhog we've taken out. We, we're starting to get a picture of the giant activity, and it's important we share that information for sure. You know what, Jack? Sometimes I just love you. I love you too, Red. You know, there's a lot of love that goes around here. And Doran looks up at Kreloth. I love you. Uh, and I hug like your leg. Well, uh, yeah, we should we should get moving. Actually, we should. Uh, we, you're you're right, Jack. And Kreloth kind of pulls away from you there, Doran, and launches himself onto his horse and begins riding east again. Doran doesn't really take much notice of it and gets on shit for it. And I love you, true Stephen. You guys head east. Along the east way more. Along the evermore way. Evermore way. Evermore. Better evermore way than ever way more. You're you're riding for another couple hours before Red B rides up to you and she looks a little bit distressed, Red. And she's like, Red, I I just noticed something that I'm frankly a little bit upset about. What's up, darling? And I sort of slow down a little bit so that we're near the back. Yeah, she's like trotting beside you. Or I guess the horses are just walking. And she's like, my necklace, Red, I lost it. It's missing. She's kind of pawing at her neck where it usually sits. Oh. I, I don't know when I lost it, but oh, it just breaks my heart. It's kind of like a scrapbook for me. Do you remember the last time you had it? I was thinking about that, and I, I can't remember if I had it when we were in Collinghorns. So... Maybe I left it in the inn. And Red has this moment of like deep thought as he sort of looks up to his companions and his eyes sort of settle on Kraloth's back. Mm -hmm. The shadows are growing long here on the road and you look at your friend as he's traveling ahead of you. You know what? For now, don't tell anybody else. Just leave it with me. I uh, Look, hey, 
A necklace is only as good as the stories you make while collecting the pieces for it. So why don't we start a new one? And Red reaches into his pocket and pulls out a piece of iron, it looks like. Sort of a molded piece of iron. And it's sort of broken on one end. And he holds it for a second and says, This was a piece of... Uh, the shoe that Aster was wearing, and I figured it could shine up pretty nice. Thank you, Red. That's really, really nice of you. Oh, of course. It's uh, it, it, it's a good way to remember her. And he pats True Stephen and says, Don't worry, True Stephen. You're your own person. <laughs> and uh, he sort of continues riding along. Cool. So the shadows get long over the moors, over the grassland, and uh, we find somewhere safe roadside. We've turned down and we're starting to head south towards the high forest. Mm. There's like a little off-road trail heading down towards Nuanar's Hold and we've just sort of made that turn and now we found like a quiet area to to make camp. I would say at this point Doran um, probably builds a small campfire. Sure. And I think Red takes B out again to sort of hunt a little bit. Every night now they're doing a bit of ranger training and bow stringing and Sure. Red really sort of incorporates hunting into the guild artisanry because it's so dependent on how the bows and the arrows are made and how they fire. Crayloth, Jack, Doran, Orin, the four of you are all hanging out campfire side while B and Red uh, hunt for dinner. Yeah, I think Jack would set up the tiny hut first thing and then try and like make a writing desk out of the other bits of stuff that he has to, to sit down for a minute and start so cute. collecting his notes to send Zephyros a, a little letter. Ooh, you're going to compose a letter to Zephyros, yeah. Jack takes a moment to collect his thoughts and begins to write. The letter begins along the Evermore Way, evening, 2nd of Octar, 1492. My valued colleague Zephyros, since high harvest tide, when you dropped us off from your cloud castle at Golden Fields and began heading west to the Moonshine Isles to research for your next book, I had hoped to find a way to correspond with you and share further ideas, and I finally devised a way to do so. If you're reading this, you've received one of Jack's magic letters. The first of many, I hope. I've recently been reading The Lost Scrolls of Sabriel, a text recovered from a Nethri's ruin in Icewind Dale. And it speaks at length about the collaboration between elves and cloud giants in the bygone empire of Astoria. And in that tradition, I hope you and I can work together to do something equally as memorable. Your visions about us have been proving true. My friends and I, the Nightstone Four, as we've come to call ourselves, have been thrust by fate into the world of giants. We've defeated Chief God of the Hill Giants, uh, who was destroying the landscape around her Fort Grudhog. She had a conch shell with a transportation spell weaved into it that suggests it might go somewhere sacred to giant kind. We've come into the possession of a rod of the Vonendod that a fire giant had been using to search for something. But other than guessing that, that it was a thing made of adamantium, whatever they're searching for is just a conjecture at this point. Finally, we've recently caught a fleeting glimpse of a cloud castle floating a mile or so above the Evermores heading north. And on that subject of the castle is what's prompted me to write you. If my spell is working correctly, you should be seeing a vision of three gleaming pearl-white towers of the castle we spotted disappearing into the overcast skies above the marshland. Do you recognize this castle, or perhaps know what might bring it to this part of the world? I hope your research is going well and your griffins aren't getting up to too much trouble. I look forward to hearing back from you and to productive future collaboration, should that be our fate. The magic of this letter will allow you to compose a response back and send it at your leisure. Jack then signs the letter. Your friend among the small folk, Jack Page. 
Orin uh, is playing a song by Firelight. The sky grows darker, and yet our hearts are high, and still we travel looking for our place in the sky. And here we rest another night, our heads. May we lie, rest, and warm in our tiny Liamin beds. I oh, give you inspiration. Excellent. Ta-da! Thank you very much. Red and B, we come back with some hairs, their favorites of ours. What about a boar? And what's even more rare, which we're just so lucky, Pheasant? is we happen to come across some root vegetables right here. Yay! And we make up a stew. Tubers. <laughs> Tubers and also some some carrots. Tubulars. Carrots. Yeah, maybe there's some like wild watercress or, mm. you know. Yeah. Shrooms. Yeah, you guys get stoned. <laughs> <laughs> we accidentally eat the wrong shrooms. It's a good night. Bow, wow, wow, wow. We're like taking these shrooms and we like look at Kieran. We're like, yo, Kieran's a demon imp. What the <laughs> hell? He just starts shape shifting <laughs> in front of your like eyes. <laughs> He's not a devil. Shut up. Crazy. Kieran, stop it. You're supposed to be in disguise. Once we're all in bed, Red waits a few hours, and once he's certain that everyone is asleep, he wakes up. He looks around the dark tent, and he crawls over his sleeping friends towards Kraloth. And very much in the way that Kraloth looked through the bag of holding, I am going to look through Kraloth's bag. Oh. Okay. Mm. You know, Red wasn't really sure at the time, but Kralon's been acting a little bit weird. And now with this necklace missing, he just has the suspicion. And in his mind, worst case scenario, he finds nothing. Best case scenario, he understands this person a little better. Okay. So I'm going to roll sleight of hand. Yeah. Uh, so I got a 14. Oh, wow. This is going to be good. Okay. Okay. Oh, so this is great. This is like the exact You guys opposite. tell me exactly what happens. So Red stands over you, one foot on either side of your bedroll, and he reaches down towards the sack that lay by your head. And the snoring stops. And Red stops. Kraloth's eyes open. Kraloth, you don't have dark vision, so I imagine there's just kind of this spooky, shadowy figure. Yeah, you look up, and Red is standing there, but bathed in darkness, radiating shadow. You've come back to haunt me again, have you? And Red leans down close. So he's like two inches away from your face. And he says, I'll come back anytime I choose. And then he stands up and like walks back to his place. Red, as you head back to your place in the darkness of Liaman's tiny hut, you realize that Orin's bedroll is empty. I lied down, obviously being the only person that would notice. Mm-hmm. Similarly to how you get when you're like in a fight, he's breathing heavy. You know, he's like got this blood rushing and he's trying to calm down. And he spends that minute lying down to detect humanoids. Ah, mm. okay. And I want to see if I can feel Orin in a five mile radius. Yeah. You detect one humanoid. You presume it would be Orin or else he's been on quite the journey. They're 300 meters away. I think Red stands up 
again and silently slips out of the tent. And I think he's going to sneak up to Oren. Okay. You stealthily move through the night until Oren is in your view. It is him, 300 meters away in the darkness. Oren is pacing back and forth under the moon. And I watch him. And as you watch, he is shaking his head. He's muttering under his breath. And he seems upset. Does he say anything? He's just, he's muttering. You can't really hear you too far away. I really messed up that song earlier. (laughs) (laughs) You're expecting more from me. Can't get over it, man. (laughs) And it's like, it's like four in the morning, too. I just want them to think I'm cool and I got my opportunity and I just, yeah. Wasted it. He's not. He's not saying anything. He's just muttering. He's muttering under his breath. Yeah. He does this. He stops. He sits down. He's like tracing things out in the dirt with his finger. And he scrubs it out. After about four minutes of watching him do this, I think I take a step forward from the darkness, and my voice just cuts through the silence of the woods. Oren. Yeah. Are you all right? Oh, oh you scared me, Master Red. Oh. There's a lot of scary things going on. And I take like another few steps towards him, but like circling a little bit, breathing the fire out of his lungs from this interaction with Kraloth. And in the night, Oren sees the red of his eyes just sort of piercing in the moonlight as he sort of circles around Oren. I must have been sleepwalking. Oh. I don't think so, Oren. What were you doing? I was having a terrible dream. Thank you so much for... Oh, I must have wandered quite away. Red takes a few steps towards Oren, very casually. Oren? But it's cold out here. We should get back to where the others are. And Red just locks eyes with them. And I'm going to do an intimidate. Ooh, okay. Intimidating friends. Dark Red. I'm Red-Headed Robin. This is your alter ego, Crimson. (laughs) Crimson Bird. I take a step towards Oren, and I say, Oren? You're not out here because you're sleepwalking. And I want you to tell me exactly why you're here. Okay. Megan, you just gave me a natural one. Oh, Megan, this is a horrible time. How dare. Shame. For shame. For shame. You had the shortest two-episode streak, but you are (laughs) out of here, sister. You had one. Shame. You're going to get that dice. Really, this die just wants to get home to Megan. That's it's gonna roll really? yeah. rolled a, a two, two, a three, a and a three, one. And a one. All <laughs> at points one. where I really Shameful. needed it. Or really shame. Rolling garbage tonight. Sorry, Megan. Shame. Yeah, so I, I'm very unpersuasive. Um Tell me. Oren walks over to you and links his arm in yours and says, Take me back to camp. I'm not feeling myself. Right. <laughs> Red's sort of taken aback, and he's like Right, of course, yes. Like the, the the adrenaline from Kraloth is wearing off. And I think Red wants to believe Oren's fine too. I think there's a part of him that's like, maybe it was. He's like convincing himself in his head. And he's like, right, yes, uh, okay. And they start walking back to camp. Damn. Tomorrow's another day. You guys get back to uh, Lehman's tiny hut. No one is stirred. And you both go back to sleep. Good night, Oren. 
I feel like you would all awaken to the sound of Doran splitting wood. And the axe is saying, I want orc, not wood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like having a conversation. Exactly. And another thing. It's like every time you want to split wood or kill something that isn't an orc, you have to convince it. <laughs> now orc splitter. I'm loving these vignettes of like Doran and orc splitter. And I'm really hoping just one episode he's like, I think I'm in love with an axe, guys. <laughs> <laughs> She just gets me. I caught myself last night. <laughs> a dwarf can love a goblin. A dwarf can love an axe, right? She gets me on a level that nobody else does. Can you teach me mage hand? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get over how, how you hit the mark every time, Orc Splitter. I'm just so impressed. You all <laughs> wake up. Yeah. And I think there's this really interesting dynamic where Red thinks that Kraloth caught him last night. Right. And he's sort of like real cold to Kraloth. And Kraloth actually stands up and he does a big stretch and yawns and says, all right, may have looked like I was just sleeping, but I was actually doing my prayers to kill him for. I got a treat for everybody this morning. Jack, give me your favorite food. You know, um, <laughs> it takes him like a whole minute because he's, he's going through the list of all of the things Torrens made for him for breakfast and like can't pick Aww. which one is the... Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's, it's called a galette, and it's this buckwheat crepe, and you've got an egg in it, and it's, oh, uh, yes. and it's, I... and it's got a sauce on it, and you've got to get just the finest, and he just describes this, like, Waterdavian delicacy that Torin has made uh-huh. for him once with all the finest. Uh-huh. Fucking truffles and shit. Well, I saw someone actually make that when I was there, and uh, I think I could do something. Uh, hey, Red, what's your, what's your favorite meal? I'm not hungry. Uh, B, what about you? What do you like? Um, really fond of pancakes. Pancakes actually. coming right up. Oren, Oren, you look tired. How you doing? I'm not doing great, M- Master Kraloth. I had a kind of a bad night. Well, Red caught me sleepwalking. Oh, oh well. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I guess it's a first time for everything. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, I think what you need is a little good food in your belly. What's your well, favorite? I don't mind it. Hash browns, and I like eggs, and, well, toast, of course. And, oh, um, okay, all right. Like? Okay, all right. I, I think I could whip up some stuff that's along that line. Oh, and apples. Oh, apples. Apples. What about, like, an apple crumble type thing? Yes. Yeah? All right, all right. Hey, Doran, what about you? Oh, whatever you're making there, Kraloth, is going to be just fine for me. Okay, all right. And Orc Splitter, I think she wants eggs. Nope. <laughs> and uh, Kraloth cracks his knuckles, and uh, he, he wiggles his fingers, and he says, I've been waiting to try this one out, and now's the perfect time. And he's going to cast Create Food and Water. Oh. And he's going to just make a feast. So I can make awesome. 45 pounds of food. <laughs> Holy <Jesus>. crap. Holy <laughs> shit. Between Orin and Kraloth, you guys polish it off. That's I've just been casting yeah, it for hilarious. myself every morning and not sharing it with anybody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I just create this feast of everybody's favorite foods. And uh, I... I you know, gesture for everybody to gather around and and come close. And I even did a rabbit stew that I know Red does really like. My favorite. And I just gather everybody around Aww. and I say, hey, um, I know that we've had our ups and downs, but uh, I just uh, I just wanted to say that I truly appreciate every single one of you. And uh well, I, I feel like I feel like I'm not alone. 
I feel like with the five of you at my side, there isn't anything we can't accomplish. Here, here. And Doran pulls the stopper off of the apricot brandy and passes it around. <laughs> A little morning brandy, shall we? <laughs> Where do you keep yeah. getting that brandy? You created it, don't you know? It's Doran's favorite breakfast. Right. There <laughs> well, thank you all. It's, you know, it's been a stressful couple of weeks, month, really. And um, I appreciate you taking the time to, to say that. Red sort of eyes the table and just says, I'm going to go hunting. Prefer to catch my own meal. Really? Oh, well, well, there's a rabbit stew here as well, Red, if you want that. I mean, I prepared that for you. And he turns around and heads off into the woods. Oh. I'm going to send a quick message and just have it go to Red as you walk away. Are you okay, buddy? Meet me by the big old tree by the stream in a few minutes. I'm going to eat his share of food if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like rabbit stew, too. I love my axe. He's so oblivious to what's going on <laughs> yeah. beneath the surface. Or is he? <gasps> so getting that answer back from, from Red, um, and, and I'll just wait, wait a minute for him to get definitely out of earshot and, and turn to Kraloth and say, is there something going on between you and Red, Kraloth? I thought that was a little strange. What? And you hear the whisper again, you dick, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually the one to pick up on that. And even I felt, it, he, that seemed pretty cold. Well, um, and at a little cold, Doran's like, oh no, it's pretty hot still over here. I don't know what you're eating. Well, not the food or the weather. Um, <laughs> oh, so, sorry, sorry. Uh, I mean, you said it yourself, Jack. Um, it has been a rough couple of of. Days, days especially, and uh, he just got over a cold, and you know, I mean, it's tough. And I'm gonna roll deception. Oh, interesting. Because Kraloth is is definitely hiding something. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna spend my inspiration and and roll with advantage on this one, just because I I would be Jack's feeling like something's up, and and when he thinks something's dynamically wrong, uh, that's a that's a thirteen. Oh, 16. Not quite gonna do, but that's okay. He he gets a good vibe from Kraloth. Maybe you know something's up, but you don't know exactly what. Maybe I'll go talk to him, see if he needs someone to talk to. I, I know with, with Asta and, and everything else. Master Jack, are you done here with your galette? Looks delicious. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please. Uh, and there's there's another one over here that's got, uh, you know, uh, pears and honey and goat cheese. It's it's fabulous. You'll, you'll love Master it, Master Kraloth, this is amazing. <laughs> oh. All Jack, right, well, as you leave Liam's tiny Don't eat too much head. now. You hear the accolades. I don't know what uh, Red's issue was, but you know what they say, stone hearts never bleed. Mm. I can't remember where I read that. I read that somewhere. Mm. Where did I read that? Mm. Huh. Anyways. Hmm. You want more? I <laughs> know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be super stuffed. And in fact, I hate to see a lot of this go to waste. So where's the bag of holding? <laughs> Like, we just, we just shovel a bunch of loose food it, in know, there. It's actually all going to go bad in the bag of holding anyways. We should just try to feed the horses with the rest of it. And then, oh, uh, yeah, here then it's just going to yeah. go bad. But Horses love eggs. These oats are great for the horses. Look at this. Oh, this is good. Yeah, that's true. Nay. And like we do feed the horses like a proper good meal. Like, they love it. Horses like love pancakes. A less processed food. <laughs> a less processed food they eat. Horses love pancakes. Part of that 45 pounds could have been the most yeah, delicious alfalfa. alfalfa meal or maybe, whatever. Maybe shit. a lot yeah, of it is yeah. like Carrots. is like raw vegetables. Horse food. Like just That's stuff fair. that you could nibble on. It's like a, it's cool. like the most beautiful Ooh. charcuterie board you could ever imagine. Mm. Oh yeah. Cool. Horse Ooh. charcuterie. Feast. There's like a there's like an orc head for orc splitter. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. 
I don't. I mean, it's food. It's food. Doran's eating worse. <laughs> uh, I will go to the tree and send a message to Red, who I maybe can't see immediately, but know is around here, just saying like, "I'm here." Yeah, and Red just like steps out from behind a tree, almost completely hidden. Red, what's going on? Jack, I need to trust you on something. Well, I hope you know you can. Uh, we've been through a lot together. I. And that's why I feel like I can trust you. You and I have had our ups and downs. I think that we've started off pretty rocky, but ultimately I think we've come to understand each other and, dare I say, respect and care for each other. Yeah. So you know that when I'm saying this, I'm saying this with the weight of, well, our friendship. I feel like something is wrong within our party. Two nights ago, I caught Kraloth trying to take something from the bag of holding. Obviously, he's welcome to, but... The way he did it, he snuck into my room at night and uh, tried to do it without my noticing. I caught him and I warned him not to do it. Uh, Obviously, uh, I might have been a bit too forceful. I have a bit of a shaky past with (laughs) stealing things and and having things stolen. But uh, that's not important. It it sat uncomfortably with me for a few days uh, afterwards. What did he say when you asked him about it? I think he said he was grabbing some food or something. You didn't talk to him about it the day after? No. Something about his demeanor. He, he, No, I didn't. Okay. I trusted him. But when Asta died, it's very unlike him to not address the fact that he chose Emakia. He's always been somebody to talk to me about these things. But he sort of avoided the subject entirely until the next morning, Marie. He seemed a bit distant. Uh, I worry about him for many reasons, but I've noticed a shift in his personality as if he's a bit more lost. I noticed it especially in Belliard, and he told me that he felt a bit hollow. I brushed it off at the time, but... Well, I mean, he's been haunted by ghosts ever since Waterdeep. You're, you know, he's he's got specters of his past, you know... If he's feeling hollow, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, he, more than anyone, deserves our compassion and understanding. This wasn't fear or uh, uncomfort. It, it was... I felt like he was trying to hide something by hovering over the bag of holding. <sighs> Furthermore, uh, B's necklace has gone missing. Uh, please don't tell Doran or, or even Kraloth right now, but... Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion. Have you noticed anything of your own, Gon? You know, I haven't, but I'll check. You know, there's been so much new stuff we've got with all these books and and things and, and, you know, the designs, belongings, all of those spell components. I haven't quite got categorized and sorted and everything yet. I'll I'll take a look through my stuff just to see if there's anything. And uh, finally, last night, I I stumbled upon Oren. He mentioned that I saw him, but... He was acting quite strangely. He was in the woods, mumbling to himself, walking in circles, sitting down, writing things in the dirt, standing up. When I confronted him about it, he said he was sleepwalking, but uh, I've never seen anyone sleepwalk like that before. You and I, you and I trust Kraloth with our lives, right? We have many times. We've, we've gone out of our way to save his life. He's gone out of our way to s- save ours. If he's hiding something from the party, I think very specifically about Kieran at this moment, uh, I'm sure he's got a really good reason to do that. And I, I get it. And it, it sounds like, you know, having stuff stolen from you, that's awfully, that's awful and invasive. And, and, and we got to figure out why, what, what, what could possibly lead him to do that if he did it. Jack, 
There was a time when you asked me to support your call, to have your back. I need you to have my back on this one. Let's keep this between us for now. I just, I want to share my findings about Orin and Kraloth with you, and only you, not even B knows, and I hope that you can respect this and keep it between us as well. To the covenant of best friends. He spits on his hand. Red, if I tell you something before we shake on that, will you keep it secret? If it's in the best friend covenant, then it has to stay secret. He spits again, because the spit was dry. (laughs) My hand dried out. I'll spit in my hand, and I accidentally summoned an imp instead of Kieran, and then I grab your hand. What? What he said, or what I said, I should say. Thank you so much to our great Old One Patreon supporters and our shamers. Megan Shepherdson, Adam Fry, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, and Merlin. Thank you so much. You make all of this worth doing. See you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.